0: Small steps result in big strides. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into His Word and you'll find strength for your soul to into the love. Powerful Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Powerful Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love. God is given And you find power for My friend, today I want to share some scriptural guidelines for goal-setting. You know, I truly believe that mile by mile, achieving our goals can be a trial. Yard by yard, achieving our goals can be hard, but inch by inch. Achieving our goals can be a cinch. As I like to say, small steps can result in big strides. My friend, when it comes to goals, as you know, the old saying, aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Well, the scriptures give us some guidelines on goal setting. Psalm 37 verses 3 through 5 says this, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Yes, those are some nice scriptural guidelines to achieve your goals or to uh, set your goals that are realistic, attainable, and in the process you can achieve them. And I want to say right up front, this is not three easy steps that if you follow these principles, you're guaranteed to have Financial prosperity, you know, a healthy body, all of those things. Having said that, the scriptures do give us some guidelines in setting goals and achieving our goals. Uh, Recently, I uh, responded to to a text and I said, uh, Sorry, I missed your text. Sorry, I didn't get back to you sooner. Uh, I was on the treadmill. And the individual responded back and said, Mike, it's not even January 1. What are you doing on the treadmill? And, you know, the point is, a lot of people uh, start their goals on January 1, and then soon they fade off and so forth. But, you know, I had a little bit of a, I guess, physical wake-up call about six and a half years ago. Quite frankly, the doctor got kind of tough with me and uh, said some things that I needed to hear, but not necessarily what I wanted to hear. And in that process, I decided to set some goals, and and one of them was uh, to take off a little weight, get on that treadmill. And I figured, you know, bad habits had put the weight on, good habits could take it off. And so, you know, a couple simple changes, walking, you know, four or five times a week, a little bit of light lifting and those kinds of things. I'm not trying to be the next uh, Hercules out there, but just move the muscles around and and so forth. And in the process, I will also say uh, it benefited me uh, even emotionally uh, as well as physically and spiritually. In fact, you know, the Bible uh, talks about how body, soul, and spirit, and, and those three things are connected. You know, when you feel better, uh, you have a better mood, uh, when you're in physical shape, and so forth. And so I would just encourage you, take it one step at a time. You know, don't try to achieve it all overnight. But whatever your goal is, whether it's a financial goal, a physical goal, a spiritual goal, you know, set realistic guidelines and follow them. And treat yourself once in a while, you know, I like to say, you know, every now and then you got to have a day of grace and, you know, kind of do what you want and eat what you want and those kinds of things. But it's when we make it a habit, that's when it can get a little bit, uh, well, it can get out of hand, I guess. But, you know, back to the scriptures here, in terms of setting goals and achieving goals, you know, as we get into the year, you know, sometimes those things fade. Well, step back and just start over. But when I think of goal setting, I am also reminded of the way in you know in yesteryear when we used to have the the circus and so forth, and when the circus would come to town, there'd be these enormous elephants, you know, standing out back with just a rope around their leg, which they could have e- and the rope staked into the ground, obviously, which they could have easily just uprooted and walked away. But what the trainers would do when when they would train an elephant is they would start when they were just a little baby elephant and put a, a log chain and drive it into the ground around that elephant's leg and, and it would yank and pull and try to get loose and couldn't and it would try and try and try and that log chain could hold them back well obviously a full-grown elephant even a log chain is not going to hold them back but once that elephant sort of got its mind trained that it couldn't escape, they would just put a rope around it and, and stake it into the ground, and it would fill the rope around the ankle, and it would just stay put. You know, when I think about that, that's the way some people approach life. You know, sometimes, depending on how you were raised or, or the coaches that you had you know, growing up or just whatever, the friends you ran with, you know, maybe you sort of got your mind programmed that you don't have what it takes to achieve something uh, great for God. Well, my friend, the scriptures are filled with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. So don't sell yourself short. So, what's the first step? Well, as we kind of get the mindset trained. In a way that says, I can achieve something by the power of God. It starts right here in verse 3 of Psalm 37. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. Verse 3 says, trust. That's trust in the Lord. That's confidence. That's a confident faith. You know the word confidence. Con means with. Fide, faith. The two Latin words combined together. So faith or confidence is living with faith faith, and you can uh, have confidence in the word of God. I like to say here at New Life and and other places where I speak from time to time, feed your faith and starve your fear. You know, the scripture says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a strong mind. My friend, fear is a paralyzing emotion. My goodness. We've all seen that uh, during the pandemic where you know people were even just afraid to go outside and scared to death. And, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the pandemic is not real, and I'm not saying we don't have to respect it. I'm not saying that at all. But the point is, people became so paralyzed by fear, they simply just stopped doing routine things. You know, some people were even afraid to go for a walk around the neighborhood or whatnot. My friend fear is a paralyzing emotion faith is a powerful emotion you put your faith in the word of god and it'll inspire you internally so feed your faith and that's the idea of focusing on the positive not letting the negative really paralyze you you know one of the ways you feed your faith is to meditate on the word of god you know, Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night and seek to observe all that's written in it, and then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. In other words, when we read the Bible and then, you know, let the Bible get a hold of us, you know, you find something that sort of jumps off the page at you, Focus on that, meditate on it, ask the Lord to help you incorporate that into your life. And it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, my friend. God is not out to make you miserable, God will bless your life. That doesn't mean that your life will be problem free, that doesn't mean there will never be a disappointment. My goodness. You know, January 5th, 2012, we lost our 28-year-old son. It was heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, and and it still is. You know, grief can come back around in waves of emotion that sometimes catch you off guard. But, you know, I've often said, I, I learned this in the process, that, you know, when you're on top of the mountain, and everybody loves the mountaintop, when you're on top of the mountain, you get a good look at the world my friend when we are in the valley the world gets a good look at us and god has used that in my life my wife's life our kids lives you know our family you know even our grandchildren's lives you know people that we minister to at new life and out in the community you know god taught us many many things and continues to do so so again i am not a stranger To heartbreak, I'm not a stranger to sorrow. I'm not a stranger to disappointment, but I also am not a stranger to the power of God, my friend. God says He will manifest His strength in our weakness, so we delight ourselves in the Lord. Now, God gives us good times and blessings as well. You know, Psalm uh, tells us that. uh, at the end of Psalm 27, the psalmist said, "I would have lost heart unless I believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living." So, my friend, you don't have to wait till you're in the, you know, the sweet by and by, uh, pie in the sky, so to speak, before you can experience the blessings of God. Oh no, no, yes, there will be disappointments. But he will give you the strength to handle them. There are also blessings that will inspire you along the journey. So it starts by delighting yourself in the Lord. And one of the best ways to do that is to read the word of God. And my friend, again, God is not out to make you miserable. We all know John three sixteen For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But verse 17 goes on to say, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. In other words, God's not out to make you miserable. He can bless your life and inspire you. And so meditate on the word. Now, again, my friend, one chapter of the New Testament a day, five days a week will get you through the entire New Testament in one year. There are exactly 260 chapters in the New Testament. So, you know, the old saying, you know, an apple a day, keeps the doctor away well my friend a chapter of the new testament of the day will give you inspiration for living and it'll bless your life you know you could take the motto 23 and 23 you know 23 minutes in the word and prayer and god will bless your life the same is true physically 23 minutes of of moderate walking will or any kind of exercise is gonna encourage you it's gonna inspire you it's gonna help you going to have a lot of physical benefits. And, you know, he says, one of the things he says when you uh, delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And the idea there is that as you meditate on the word of God and seek to follow Christ, that he will place desires in your heart. And my friend, when, when that passion comes from the Lord, you can bank on the fact that God's going to give you the strength to see it through. And so delight yourself in the Lord. Don't let your past hold you back. My friend, we cannot change the past, but we can redirect the future. I've said so many times, too often people are crucified between two thieves, the regrets of yesterday and the worries of tomorrow. And all it does is rob us of our energy today. And one of the best ways to bust out of that mentality is to delight yourself in the Lord. Focus on him. He says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And my friend, the result will be that you can accomplish his purpose for your life. Now, my friend, we can't delight ourselves in the Lord if we don't know him. And Jesus gives a wonderful invitation to come to him, to trust in him. You can simply bow your head and say, dear God, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he died on the cross for my sins and bodily resurrected from the dead. And Lord Jesus, I invite you to my life to be my personal savior. My friend, you pray that prayer. Christ will indwell your life. He'll inspire you with hope for the future, strength for the day, and inspiration from His Word. Oh, my friend, why not give it a try? You'll be so glad you did. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you. May the Lord turn His face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living. Amen.